Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. What is going on in my pregnancy and... Well, how have we gotten to the third trimester and I haven't given any updates? (laughs) Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 219 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today I actually wanted to take a podcast episode to talk about my pregnancy so far. As I am entering the third trimester, I realized, wow, I really haven't talked about this on the podcast at all, um, and I'd love to do that. So I want to take some time to walk you through how we became pregnant, um, the story of finding out what this first and second trimester have been like, and then where we are planning to go and what we're planning to do in this final trimester and just some things going on with Happy Home Birth. A few things. First note, if I sound funny or out of breath, I have been fighting off a cold all week. So you may hear me like breathing real hard into the mic. Apologies. Uh, That's just where we are right now. Second thing, there are some huge, really exciting changes going on with Happy Home Birth in terms of childbirth education. Happy Home Birth Academy is back and the Home Birth Collective is shifting and changing And both of these childbirth education programs are on major, major sale this week. 40% off. This will probably never happen again. (laughs) The prices will probably never be this low. Um, So that is from now until Sunday. And I believe Sunday is March 5th um, through Sunday night. So that is, if you are considering... uh, giving birth at home. If you are considering uh, preparing through childbirth education, now would be a great time to purchase those products. You get access forever. Uh, So think about that. I'm going to talk about it more at the end of the episode, but I wanted to let you know that that was happening. And let's go ahead and get started. So I am about 28 weeks pregnant at the time of this recording or the time of this release as well. And I found out that I was pregnant 20 weeks ago, so eight weeks pregnant when we found out. How did I not know that I was pregnant for eight weeks is an interesting little story here. So let's go back to last year. Let's go back to 2022. At the very beginning of the year, and and really in 2021 as well, I had been praying for a pregnancy in September of 2022. So I wanted to get pregnant in September of 2022. It felt like that was going to be the perfect timing for our family. We would be in a good place. That would mean if we became pregnant in September, that by the time the baby was born, my youngest would be four years old. It felt like a good uh, age gap. And my oldest is just making leaps and bounds and has become really helpful. She feeds our dog in the morning without being asked, which is like the coolest thing in the world. (laughs) Um, And I just felt like this, that would be a really appropriate time. So I began praying to the Lord about that. And 
letting him know my wishes and my desires, um, trusting his plan, but letting him know that that was something that the idea excited me. And in January of 2022, I started getting sick, like all the time, respiratory illnesses. Everything was turning into a respiratory illness. And every time I got sick, it wasn't like it was like, oh, a quick little cold here and there, you know, that lasts a day. But I was knocked out like in bed for days at a time, which is highly frustrating as a mother highly frustrating as someone trying to run a business, host a podcast. It was really rough and it kept happening. So between January and April of 2022, I was sick in bed eight times for sure. I know of at least eight times where I was sick for an extended period of time. Just just really hard. And I have struggled with autoimmune issues in the past but I've done a lot to heal them. And so this was arising, this was happening, and it just felt really frustrating. And at the time, I had a friend, one of my very closest friends, who encouraged me to look into um, going out to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, to see this doctor that she had seen in the past, um, Dr. Tony Smith. He's with He's created something called Lime Stop. And we've talked before. I know her story, and her story is that when she was in her young um, t- teens and early twenties, and I promise this is going somewhere, guys. This is a—I know it's a backstory, but I promise it's going somewhere. Uh, but when she was in her young teens and twenties, she was deathly ill. I mean, when I look back at pictures of her, I'm like, this is not the same person because this is the healthiest person that I know at this point. But she was super ill, felt like she was on her deathbed and went out to see this doctor. And he used magnets to, first he would muscle test to find what was wrong. And then he used magnets to stimulate her immune system to begin to heal itself. That's like the coolest thing ever. Um, I think most of you at this point know that I am not into conventional anything (laughs) and medicine is certainly the same. And so I loved that idea, but gosh, traveling to Idaho from Greenville, South Carolina is like a whole thing. And, uh, you know, I wondered, is he even going to be able to help me? I've never been technically diagnosed with Lyme disease anyway. So I just don't know if this is the right answer for me. But at this time, she really encouraged me and was like, why don't you just pray about it? So I did. I looked at the information that they have on their website. They have like a checklist for you to see like, hey, is it likely that you have Lyme? And based on the checklist, it was like, okay, well, I have a multitude of symptoms, but I also know that I've had some pretty severe mold exposures in my past and a vaccine injury. So it's like a lot of these things, you know, it could be this, it could be that, I don't know. But based off of the symptom sheet, based off of talking to the office, I decided this is worth it. It's worth it to go and see. So we scheduled an appointment. This was in March or April. The appointment wasn't until end of August. That's when they could get me in. So I knew at that point, okay, I've been wanting to get pregnant in September for a really long time, but maybe it's supposed to be next September, (laughs) you know, not this September. I'm going to be healing at this time. 
This treatment, while it is completely non-invasive, it stimulates your body to heal itself. And that is quite a process. I will tell you from personal experience now, that is quite a process. Once it gets started, there's really no stopping the train. Um, So there were a lot of detox symptoms. And I knew that that would probably be the case based off of the stories of others that I was reading and hearing from. So I just knew like, this is not the time. My body is, you know, going to be healing. This isn't the time. So, okay, Lord, never mind. Scratch that. Not September of this year, maybe September of next year. So August rolls around. I go to my appointment. It was incredible. I, I really cannot say enough wonderful things about Dr. Tony Smith and everybody at the Limestop office. Uh, Dynamic Health is the name of their um, their business. And it was just such a beautiful trip. Come home, um, begin detoxing severely. <laughs> um, one of the things that they test for and help your body release is parasites, which I have I have battled with parasites in the past. Um, and th- they actually, that was the thing that got me started in into my alternative health journey was I had a stomach ulcer when I was in college and my general practitioner, you know, was like, oh, yep, you got a stomach ulcer. Here's some Prevacid. Learn to live with it. And I just felt, I just knew like that is not the answer. I'm 19 years old. You're going to put me on a medication for my life and tell me to live with it. Like, I just don't think that's right. So that's what actually got me down the first rabbit hole. And I found a local practitioner um, who I love. His name's Dr. Janes. And he tested, he did muscle testing and biofeedback and um, was like, yeah, yeah, you do have, you've got a stomach ulcer. It, it is caused by parasites. Like he was able to test that. And I took a tincture and it really like kind of put things back in balance. Of course, the stomach ulcer went away. I didn't have to be on Prevacid. So that opened my eyes to a lot of things. So I've struggled with parasites in the past. I knew that that they were there was still an overgrowth of that in my body. Um, and I really felt like that was probably why my placentas in the past, despite like high nutrient diet, despite really being careful with what I was eating, when I had my previous two babies, my placentas were not really strong or healthy looking. Um, and I just felt like intuitively, I felt like it was related to the fact that I have all of these parasites in my body. So all of that to say, when I got home, that's what started happening. I was detoxing and it was <laughs> made abundantly clear that it was parasitic. Um, and this was lasting for weeks and I would go through phases where I felt okay. And then I would be bedridden um, with these detox symptoms. And I'm taking every binder under the sun. I'm doing the coffee enemas. I'm doing red light, sauna therapy, everything that I can. And this is just like so, so much detoxing. Um, And so that's all happening. And I remember one week in particular where I was just so ill. I could not get out of bed. I knew what was happening. I knew that there was some major die-off going on in my body. And finally... Uh, there was a there was evidence of of what had transpired. <laughs> Trying not to be too like graphic, but it was really clear that there was a massive tapeworm or some type of roundworm involved, and that was done. That passed, and then I started feeling better, and then I started feeling worse again. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's another one. This is so the worst. Like I can't do this again. So I'm like 
throwing up every day. I'm like, I just feel sick, but that's been happening. Um, it was not something new. And so I remember there was a Thursday that I was, my kids were in forest school. So I'm like sitting outside of the library doing some work. I was talking to a friend on Marco Polo and I said something about food, like just maybe the food I was eating. And I said, then as I said it, I started feeling really nauseous. And I was like, you know what? I can't talk about this. Oh, yuck. And that was weird. (laughs) But once again, we're thinking detox. I get home. I'm talking to my husband that evening. And I was like, this is just so annoying. This treatment has been amazing. It's obviously doing so many things for my body, but it has thrown my ovulation off so bad. I have not started my cycle still. This is so crazy. This has never happened to me before. I have a very, like, very consistent cycle. And my husband was like, um, you know, Caitlin, you have been really pukey lately. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. And he was like, you're sure you're not pregnant? And I was like, yes, I'm sure I'm not pregnant. It's just the detox. Like it threw my ovulation off. I was like 56 days. <laughs> this was a 56 day cycle at this point. And um, he was like, okay, so you, you, but you know, you know that you're not pregnant. And I was like, yes, I know that I'm not pregnant. And he was like, okay, so you're saying you've, you've tested. And I was like, well, no. <laughs> and then I was like, fine, what, you know, whatever, I'll go, I'll go take a test just, you know, to humor you. So I go into the bathroom and find a pregnancy test because we've all got that pregnancy test at the bottom of the barrel, right? Just somewhere, somewhere in the bathroom in some random place. I find the pregnancy test, Dollar General brand, (laughs) and I look at it and I realize, oh, this expired like months ago, but whatever, we'll still, we'll try it out. I uh, use the test and I mean, before I could even blink once, like the line, the, the second line had shown up bright. It was like, you are very pregnant. But remember, this test was expired. So I like still didn't believe it. And I walked out to our bedroom and I was like, well, this is what it's saying, but it is expired. And my husband just started laughing. He was like, Caitlin, that is not how that works. I'm no professional, but (laughs) that is not how that works. You are definitely pregnant. And so we like laughed and also we're like, what the heck? Like, how did, how did this even happen? And uh, it was just so surprising. And um, I like to think about now, you know, I had prayed so hard. (laughs) I had prayed so hard for a September baby. And I, I laugh about it. It's like, you know, I, I, I had prayed and then I'd revoked it. I was like, never mind, Lord, we'll do it another time. And he was like, I'm sorry. I already penciled you in, madam. You are getting pregnant and it is going to be at the beginning of September. <laughs> so uh, it's, I don't know. It's funny. All of our, all three of ours were some, some version of surprise. Um, and I am sure that for so many people, that would be just like so stressful and like, whoa, what are we going to do? But for us, it's just, it works. <laughs> I call it the Fusco family method. It's where you chart, but only in your brain and not very well. <laughs> and <laughs> if anything is off, if your ovulation is off, or if maybe if you're brain fogged, because I don't know if the magnets actually made my ovulation off at all or if I was just so brain fogged then that when I got home I wasn't even thinking about where we were in my cycle um yeah or you know any type of miscommunication 
<laughs> it just, you know, it, it leads to a baby every once in a while. And we are so good with that. We're so happy with that. The two that we already have, they've worked out perfectly. I I no refunds requested. Um, and that's how we feel about this one. It's super exciting. I know that that's not how everyone feels, but that's us. Fusco family method. If you are looking for a very minimal type of birth control, but you know, it worked for, it worked for three, three years and some months, like it was, you know, pretty decent. <laughs> Just make sure you give me credit if you're using the Fusco family method. Yeah, we we found out we were pregnant. We were really excited, but also shocked and just surprised and confused. Uh, and what was interesting was, like I had said, I'd been kind of, I'd been nauseous. I'd been throwing up a little bit every once in a while, just you know, just throwing up a little bit every once in a while for like a week or so before. And but then when I found out, I think my body just went into shock. I think my body was so surprised that this was happening and I got very sick like the whole next day, actually from when I found out through the night, the whole next day, I could not stop vomiting. I mean, it was like every, it felt like every 15 minutes at some points, like, you know, like stomach virus type, but it wasn't. Nobody else around me was, was sick. Like it was, it was me. And I, was actually doing interviews for the Home Birth Collective for my second cohort at that time. And I just remember having to pray before that that Friday, I was I had full of interviews. And I was having to pray before everyone, like, please, Lord, just let me, let me just get through the interview and then I'll go to the bathroom and then I'll come back. And somehow it worked out. Um, but I was just so, so ill. And what was really special and beautiful about this was I had actually had a homeopathy appointment scheduled for the Saturday before um, with my dear friend, Jenna Dodge at Project Homeopathy. I just love her so much. Um, Projecthomeopathy.com. Seriously, she's just the best. So I had had an appointment scheduled with her, but she had to reschedule because she had had some kind of cold or something. And um, so we rescheduled for the following Saturday. So if I had seen her that past Saturday, I would not have been able to share with her what was going on, share my specific symptoms. And it's hard to get in with Jenna. She's got a small schedule. So the fact that we had rescheduled, the fact that I saw her that Saturday morning was truly divine intervention. And I was able to tell her my exact symptoms, how it was happening, what was going on. And she was able to match me with a remedy. My friends, this was incredible. It was, it's not even like a lot of people are like, oh, Nux Vomica is, you know, the remedy for morning sickness or whatever. This was not Nux Vomica. It was a different remedy match. Um, it was China in this in this situation. But she matched me with a remedy and was like, hey, just, you know, whenever you start feeling like your body needs it, take it. Don't feel like you have to take it every hour or, you know, once a day or whatever. Take it when your body tells you to take it. And so in the beginning, that was every almost 15 minutes. I had to take it every time I started to feel nauseous. But what was so cool was like immediately, the first dose, it helped. As soon as I felt nauseous and I felt nauseous, you know, constantly, I felt nauseous and then I would take it and then all of a sudden it would subside and it would start to come back and then I would take it again and it would subside and then start to come back. So obviously this first day I'm taking it 
constantly, but I didn't throw up again. And then the next day, I'm still taking it consistently, probably every hour. And over the, the course of the next few days, I'm not having to take it nearly as often. But every time that I feel nauseous, I took it and it immediately produced results. Like it immediately helped. This is why I love homeopathy so, so much. It was a lifesaver. I felt like I, I was to the point where I was scared that I was going to be so dehydrated that I was going to have to like go get an IV or something. It, w- it was just so bad. Um, and this just saved me. And it allowed me to eat well during my first trimester. It allowed me to function normally. I got to the point where I only had to take it like once every, you know, few days. And then just like maybe once a week, I would feel a little bit nauseous and I would take it. And then none at all. I mean, I haven't had it in, I haven't had it in weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, so that's just a little, little tidbit. That's, that's what happened with me. And I thought it was such an amazing experience. So the other thing that was really interesting about this pregnancy compared to previous pregnancies was the way I felt about sharing the information. I didn't really want to talk about it to anybody and not because I was upset or not because I felt any shame or anything like that. I just felt so private about it. Like this was our special little secret and just it just felt so intimate. And I think that that was probably really important for me to kind of cocoon during those first few weeks because there were some anxious thoughts that I had going on and I was really trying to connect with my baby. You know, like I told you, I was detoxing significantly. Um, There was a lot going on and all I could picture, (laughs) all I could picture was this poor, precious little teeny tiny bean trying to grow inside of my uterus with like fire and brimstone (laughs) falling down all around it. Um, And I just, I wanted to take time to, to focus inward to focus on the good and think those positive thoughts because we know that that really, you know, and pray, we know that that really does impact our nervous system for sure. It impacts our physiology. So I think that that's probably why that happened and why I felt so, so much like I wanted to to just kind of cocoon to the point where I didn't even want to seek out a midwife, which I know like, you know, we we live in a world, many of us, where it's like, I better call my midwife first thing because she's going to get so booked up that there's not going to be a place for me. Um, And I I knew that that was a thing, but I just, I couldn't even imagine reaching out to anybody in those first, well, for for quite a while. Um, I did announce my pregnancy on Instagram and on the podcast around 12 weeks, I think. But then I haven't talked about it since really. And I just don't, yeah, I'm really not sure. I'm not really sure why. It's just not felt like something that I've wanted to share up until this point. Um, We've just enjoyed, I just enjoyed being pregnant as a family. It was so fun telling our girls. I Janie is reading now, and so I bought them both shirts that said Big Sister, and we gave Janie hers, and we were like, oh, what does it say? And she sounded it out and said Big Sister. Then we gave Lillian one, and we were like, Janie, what does this one say? And she was like, Big Sister? (laughs) And we were like, that's weird. Why why do you think it says that? And she was like, uh, I guess because she's like a big sister to her stuffed animals. (laughs) We were like, 
okay, maybe any other ideas? <laughs> it, took, it took a while for her to have the realization of, oh my word, like there's a baby growing in your belly. And then there was the, you didn't tell me there was a baby growing in your belly. Um, so that's just been, it's been really special. And yeah, so throughout up until really about 18, 19 weeks, there, there wasn't anything particular to note on besides that, you know, the very beginning of that pregnancy was pretty intense. Otherwise it, it hadn't, it wasn't, it hasn't been very intense. Around the 18 to 19 week mark, I did experience some changes, some physical, some emotional. The emotional is really interesting um, because, so well, I, I would like to preface, preface this with when I gave birth to Janie, I did not understand, just despite the fact that I had a beautiful home birth, I didn't understand that transition, that rite of passage-ness to birth. And I feel like while I experienced a beautiful birth, I didn't know how to transition into motherhood. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel confident, uh, which is actually why that's my heart and soul and mission today um, is to support other mothers so that they don't experience that. Um, but, but all of that, and then on top of it, I had a very dysregulated nervous system, uh, very emotional highs and lows. And so I experienced a lot of, and, and, and nutritionally depleted, remember the parasites. <laughs> so despite my best effort, but also I like didn't know anything about minerals or, or anything like that. Um, so with Janie, I did experience a quite amount, a quite a large amount of postpartum anxiety, some depression, and some postpartum rage that really left me feeling like I was in prison in my own mind. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have any control over what I was doing or how I was feeling. I had this energy coursing through my bodies that would just like come in the blink of an eye and then I didn't know what to do with it. Um, that was just, it was very frustrating. So I didn't experience any of that with Lillian. And then during this pregnancy, around 18 or 19 weeks, I had an experience of that sense of rage just overcome me. And I was very surprised by it and also very taken aback and hurt by it. Like, why is this happening to me? Um, and so I I got really nervous about that and, and already started kind of like future forecasting, you know, um, of like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in prison in my mind again for the next two years and blah, blah, blah. And and then luckily the Lord, gosh, put the right people in my path at the right time and changed everything for me. Um, and my relationship with him has grown so much throughout this pregnancy, a relationship that I already felt was, you know, stable, certainly, but this has been so different. And instead of just knowing about him, he has just revealed himself to me. He has revealed me to me, who I am to him, to me, which has been really powerful. Um, just knowing like I am righteous in his sight, thanks to the sacrifice of his son, Jesus, and the resurrection, and I am resurrected with him, uh, that this has all become very, very real to me, um, especially because that experience that I had around 18 weeks 
and on top of that, so this, my faith and my relationship with the Lord, I have so much to thank for healing what I was worried about. He also put some other people in my place in in place for me. Um, I was able to get another uh, meeting with my homeopath, and I told her what was going on, and she was able to support me in finding another remedy, which was belladonna. Which I mean, if you guys know homeopathy, it's like I don't know belladonna is like the fever remedy. Like that's that's what we use it for. And so I was really surprised that this was the thing for me. Um, but I've been just taking it once a week one dose per week. And I have not had any more experience of of that sensation of not only the the like sense of rage and and emotion itself, but also the sense of, you know, like frustration with myself for having experienced it. You know what I mean? I've been really particular about working on my nervous system as well because pregnancy is a physical stressor you know, no matter how beautiful and wonderful it is, it is very taxing on a mother's body. And so we have to really, you know, walk the walk and not just talk the talk, do the things that we know to do, not just know them. Um, So doing, I've been doing more tapping, emotional freedom technique. Uh, That's been really helpful. And then the other thing was I was speaking to a friend of mine who is also a midwife, um, and I told her about that experience that I had. And she was like, Caitlin, you know, that really sounds like low progesterone. Like, Have you had your progesterone checked or would you be interested in checking it? And I decided that I was very interested in checking that because, yes, that's what I have been learning is like it's so important for our our progesterone and our estrogen to be in balance. And while I've been doing things to increase my progesterone, I I don't know actually what my baseline was to begin with. And so that around that time is when I decided to reach out to a midwife um, and and go under care. And that was really hard for me, uh, not because we don't have wonderful midwives in in this area. We have we have got a lot of midwives, um, but there was something like I had said that I'd I'd been holding this so near and dear to the point where people kept asking like, "Are you having a free birth? Are you having a free birth?" And I didn't really have any specific plans to have a free birth. I did. I didn't have any plans at all. Like I just I couldn't even get that far in my brain of what I was going to do. One thing that that has changed for me in these last years since I've had my second birth even is a deeper understanding of what physiological birth really is and how, how innate it is and how well it works the vast majority of the time and how little we actually need. You know, we don't – it's so wonderful to have a wise woman at our birth. It's it's so wonderful to have a midwife. Midwives have been serving mothers from the beginning of time. Um, but I want to balance that desire to have a wise woman with me with the fact that my body can do this on its own. Like I, I know that and I believe that and I trust that. So what does that look like? I wanted to find a midwife. I wanted to, if I'm going to, to reach out and use someone and have someone enter my birthing space, I want them to be 100% on board with me. I don't want to have to convince them. I don't want to have to, um, you know, make them feel uncomfortable based off of what it is that I want. 
So, you know, some some midwives, maybe if I were to say, hey, I'd like to decline everything. And I also don't want you to touch me. <laughs> so don't want you to really look at me. Like, be here, but also don't be so here. <laughs> like That could be really uncomfortable for a lot of midwives. And I don't want to put anybody in a position where they're uncomfortable because, well, that's also going to make me uncomfortable. And so I just was trying to, I mean, I just, I just prayed about it a lot. And uh, there is a midwife in my area that I just love as a human and also love her philosophy of birth. I love the way that she just trusts in the process, believes in mothers, believes in the goodness of the Lord. And it's funny, I have I told a few people, once once I did choose to hire her, I did tell a few people like, oh, this is who I'm using. And they were like, oh, gosh, she's just the best. They, they had been to birth with her. And one mom was talking about how <laughs> she, was, she was just there to support another friend. And the friend was bringing her baby up. And she felt like she needed to intervene to help the mom not drop the baby. But the midwife is just standing there nice and calm not doing anything. And the midwife quietly says to her, a mother never drops her baby. <laughs> I just love that. I just love that depth of trust in this process. Um, but also her genuine wisdom and her genuine skill set for if something is needed, then she can provide that. And I trust that. And that's what I wish for every single mother to have a midwife that they just trust and who just trusts them. I know that it doesn't always work out exactly that way, um, but but I just feel so fortunate and so grateful. So I spoke to this midwife over the phone. She assured me that she would love to support me in whatever weird way I wanted to be supported. <laughs> and she would she would just come into this with no ego, which was just a really special way for her to to phrase that. Um, and so I went to see her for my first prenatal visit at like 22 weeks and um, asked her if she would draw progesterone labs for me. Because at this point, I'd already had this conversation with my friend and she said, yes, absolutely. We drew progesterone labs. She also was like, well, what do you think about maybe uh, drawing vitamin D levels and a full thyroid panel as well? So that sounded great to me. We did that. We got my thyroid and, and vitamin D panels back pretty quickly. And my uh, vitamin D was shockingly low uh, for someone who has been doing things to increase their vitamin D. It was low. Um, so that was interesting and could certainly be playing a part in you know how I had been feeling. Uh, my thyroid levels, though, were phenomenal. In fact, she said that they were the best panels that she had seen in a long time, which not to toot my own horn, but I was super excited about that. <laughs> uh, and I really do believe that that is so related to supplementation with iodine. I have been um, supplementing with iodine since before I became pregnant, um, but consistently throughout my pregnancy. And iodine is so important for thyroid function. And we've got to remember, our thyroid is under a lot of stress during pregnancy. And so being able to provide that iodine is incredibly helpful. Also, iodine has been shown to, when we are, when we have enough of it, our baby's IQ levels are much higher 
than when we don't. Like it's like a large point difference. I think it's like 10 points. Um, kind of, kind of crazy. So iodine is, I use iodorol and I, I feel, I really do feel like that. That's why my thyroid levels were so good. And so then it took a while to get the progesterone, um, labs back. But when I went back for my next appointment with her, um, you know, a month later we talked about it and my progesterone levels were low. And after speaking to my other midwife friend who is so, so like well-versed in progesterone, she's like a NAPRO um, specialist. She's she's the coolest. Um, but after talking with her about it, uh, I decided to supplement with progesterone, bioidentical progesterone, um, like that I get from the compounding pharmacy, which... <laughs> why why is it cool it feels really cool to go to a compounding pharmacy but um like it's you know sesame oil based i don't know it's whatever but i'm really excited about it i am not usually someone that like wants to do extra things but i see that that is probably why i struggled so significantly or one of the reasons that i struggled so significantly with my first pregnancy postpartum and if I can do something to support my body, if my body's having a hard time making progesterone right now, well, I think I'd like to support that. Um, so I've started taking that bioidentical progesterone um, and look forward to taking that throughout the pregnancy until, you know, like 37 weeks and then um, taking it again, continuing it through postpartum um, until I check my labs and, and my progesterone levels are, are good. So those are the health things that have been going on. Um, now let's talk about, oh, the other, the other health thing that I will note that I'll be upfront and honest about is I've not been nearly as active this pregnancy as I have in previous pregnancies. I, um, have been so busy, truthfully, trying to balance this business, trying to balance the podcast, trying to balance homeschooling my daughter. Uh, it's been a lot trying to every once in a while, like I've once in a while, just trying to clean my house. I feel like it's real sad. Um, but I have not been active the way that I previously had been. And I wasn't feeling great about that. Like I trust my body and I know my body's fine and it's and I feel really great about the baby that I'm growing. I know it's doing an awesome job at that, but I do want to support it with activity, you know? Um, and so the fact that I hadn't been was was kind of slightly starting to weigh on me. And recently, I've really become interested in uh, so female pelvic posture. I know that that's important. Based on anatomy, I know that the female pelvis is supposed to be tilted forward. And that is really helpful for our pregnancy and birthing experience because we want our baby supported by the pubic bone. You know, we don't want it when it's when it's completely, I guess, neutral, um, like masculine neutral, then what's holding all of our organs? It's the the muscles of the pelvic floor. But if we have that slight tilt anterior, then the, our, our pubic bone is able to support uh, the heaviness of our baby and all of the amniotic fluid and just everything that's going on. So I know that that's the case, but I didn't realize how tucked my 
pelvis was until I started learning more through Corey Malloy. I know a lot of you guys follow her. She'd been talking about the bowspring method um, and just, just about feminine posture in, in general. And it really just rang true to me. It was so clearly like, oh, this makes so much sense. And so I started taking some bowspring classes and I cannot tell you how much <laughs> I love Bowspring now and just so highly recommend it. I haven't even taken that many classes. And one of the things that I wanted to mention, the reason that I'm bringing this up, I said at 18 and 19 weeks, there were some emotional things that changed. There were also some physical things that changed. I noticed I was experiencing a lot more pelvic heaviness than I had in previous pregnancies. After my first, I had like with my cycles, I would experience like one day of feeling some kind of heaviness and it was like varicosities I felt like, um, which I was able to actually heal uh, during my, you know, it was probably last year. I, I did some work with a Yamana ball um, and it really helped clear up some stagnation, both blood and lymph stagnation, like, you know, circulatory system and lymphatic system stagnation. Um, so that had been so improved to where whenever I was on my cycle, I wouldn't experience that heaviness anymore, but it was coming back now in my pregnancy. And it was definitely more than I was experiencing, you know, on that day uh, in, of my cycle anyway. So I started thinking, I'm going to have to do something about this. Like, am I going to have to get like a, you know, one of those compression underwear? Like I'm going to have to do something. Um, but I started doing the the Bowspring method. And Corey actually came out with, for her students in the Freely Rooted course, she came out with a um, an exercise, like a tutorial that helps with pelvic posture and, and reposturing. And I am not kidding. <laughs> it's gone. Like the pelvic heaviness over the last few weeks, there was one day I just woke up and was like, whoa, it's not here anymore. I was not expecting this. Like I was thinking these will be great resources for me to go ahead and start understanding now, but they'll, you know, the real benefits will be postpartum. No, it, it was right. It was immediate. Um, noticing that my pelvic floor was more in position, was not feeling heavy. It, it was just incredible. Um, so I highly recommend looking into her information about Bowspring. I'll, I'll link some things in the, um, in the show notes, but yeah, it's been a game changer. So I am more active now, thank goodness. <laughs> and, and I feel like I'm active in a very positive way that is really supporting my body for the task of giving birth. And then of course, recovering from birth postpartum. So that's been going on. Um, and now I guess I think I've covered everything that I wanted to cover in terms of what's going on in my pregnancy. Let's talk about Oh, let's just talk about family uh, updates. So I mentioned that, you know, a lot of my time has been spent um, on my business and homeschooling my daughter and every once in a while getting to clean a house. Rarely am I, is my house clean. It's kind of, it's kind of in some form of chaos always. I'm sure some of you understand that. Um, but yeah, so we have been homeschooling. This is Janie's in kindergarten. So this has been our first year and we haven't taken it super seriously, to be honest with you. And really during my first trimester, whew, I um, there were some days that I just didn't even get to it where I was working on my business and, you know, trying to rest. And that's so hard to do. <laughs> um, but 
we have since then really gotten into a, a really beautiful rhythm and gosh, we just love it. We do the Charlotte Mason method. Um, and so a lot of literature involved, a lot of reading. We've been do- reading all of the Little House on the Prairie books. Highly, highly recommend it. The girls, even my you know three and a half year old, she loves it. I mean, she will sit and listen and ask questions and narrate back to me what's happening. It's it's pretty pretty amazing what kids can do when we give them the opportunity. So that has just been such a joy of mine. And I'm so looking forward to this coming year where, you know, Janie's going to be in first grade. We are going to be more serious about it. You know, we're going to make sure that school happens every day. Um, and yeah, so with these changes, I am noticing in my heart that I want to spend more and more and more and more and more time with my children and not as much time on my business. As as much as I love to serve mothers, I want I have been praying and and just asking the Lord to show me the right way. I am I don't care what it is. <laughs> I don't care what his answer is. I just want his answer, not my answer. And I felt, you know, last week actually that I just had this like Holy Spirit download of what to do. I have with the Home Birth Collective since that launched in June, May, June of last year. I I've just been so busy uh, to the point where I feel like I haven't even taken a breath. Uh, I've felt so overworked and just every free moment that I've had has been dedicated to creating that program, improving that program, getting pe- the right mothers into the program. And I just, I cannot continue to work at this rate, I've realized. It's very, very clear to me. So then I've tried doing a few different things, uh, launching it different ways. And finally, I feel like the Lord has given me the next step. And I don't know if this will be the always step or if it's just the right now step, but with this baby coming, with my desire to support my children and my family deeper, I would I am changing up the way that I offer the Home Birth Collective. I am adding Happy Home Birth Academy back. It's been gone since since May, and it is now back. So if you are looking to prepare for your home birth, and that's really your main goal, is just focusing on the birth. You want to know the things about physiology, to truly understand the physiology of birth, and also to truly understand coping techniques, to be able to find a supportive midwife, to be able to work with your spouse, and to prepare for postpartum, um, prepare your body nutritionally and physically, that is Happy Home Birth Academy all the way. It is it is so supportive as a childbirth education program. So that is back. Like I said, it's on sale right now this week. Only forty percent off. <laughs> like this is a big deal. Um, and then I am now going to be offering the Home Birth Collective, which is just my heart and soul and what I want for every mother. Um, I'm going to be offering that as a self-study with with group coaching, so not exactly a self-study, but there will be a private Facebook group where I will come in consistently and do Q&As, group coaching, and really support community because community is such a massive aspect of this. But the the difference, a lot of people have asked, well, you know, especially when I first launched this, what's the difference? Like, well, 
what what makes the Home Birth Collective so different than Happy Home Birth Academy even? And the reality is, is that the Home Birth Collective is for mothers who understand the sacredness of birth or want to understand it, who see this as a rite of passage and want to soak in this rite of passage, who see how the birthing pro- pregnancy and the birthing process are so interlinked and interwoven with the mothering process and how our experience through pregnancy and especially the birthing process impacts the way that we mother, impacts the way that we relate to ourselves, to our children, and how we integrate our birthing experience, however it goes. Our ability to integrate that is is critical. And so it is a it's a far deeper perspective. Um, not one is, I'm not saying that one is right and one is wrong by any means. I have, there are so many mothers who just adore Happy Home Birth Academy. And I am really proud of it for exactly what it is for a, a wonderful childbirth education program designed specifically for home birth mothers. Uh, but the Home Birth Collective, uh, I have a 100% satisfaction rate from these mothers. And this is, this is intense work. It's far more foundational where we really focus on what I call the primal mother, connecting with the primal mother. That's the mother that the Lord, he already put this inside of you. It's already who you are. But with the, with the, you know, society that we live in, with the way that we have been raised and um, how we've been inundated Sometimes we have to dig <laughs> to find her and to put her at the center stage. Uh, it, it can be so easy for us to question ourselves, to feel, to not feel confident, to feel uncertain, to feel wishy-washy, um, to feel like we need to submit to the opinions of others instead of holding what we feel is true and right uh, and, and trusting that. Um, to reconnecting with our intuition, to reconnecting with the Lord, I will be very open and honest. This is open to everybody of any faith, any walk of life and background. However, because the Lord has done such a work in my life, I can't talk about birth and this process without talking about Him and using biblical examples and and sharing on that level. And I've had mothers inside of the program who do not hold the same beliefs and have still loved this. So don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm, this is only for you. If you believe exactly how I believe, I love you all and want you all to experience this. But I do talk about that. Um, so as, as I have created this, I've focused on the foundations. Like I said, we focus on the nervous system and why is it important to regulate our nervous system for the birthing process, but for motherhood as well. Uh, Boundaries, oh my word. It has been so wonderful to really dive into boundaries and then to see these mothers put them in place and make actual massive changes in their lives through learning about boundaries and applying them. Uh, You know, focusing on so the intuition and connection as well, and really understanding what it means to listen to our intuition. How do we access that? Uh, the connection piece is incredible. How do we connect with our baby, with our spouse, with our children in the prenatal period? And how can we impact our ex- entire experience with that connection? 
we just go so deep. And then, of course, all of the childbirth education information is there as well. We are certainly talking about physiological birth. That was still a favorite of, you know, the sessions is talking about physiological birth and what that hormonal interplay actually is. This is deep. I'm not I'm not surface level on that kind of stuff. We go so deep into what the birthing process actually looks like. Um, and yeah, so then we we talk about maintaining autonomy. What does it mean to maintain autonomy at home? If we were to transport somewhere, wherever our birth takes place, how do we maintain in the seat of control and feel good and confident about every decision that we're making? Because like I said, the way that we perceive our birth and the way that we integrate that so deeply impacts our experience of motherhood. This is really critical. So that was very long-winded, but I could talk about the Home Birth Collective all day. Um, But that is now available, like I said, to the public we're not doing, I'm not doing interview processes anymore. Um, This is just going to be consistently open and available to you to go through at your own pace. You have access to it forever. You have access to a private Facebook group where I will be consistently doing Q and A's, coaching calls um, to support you in your journey of birth and of motherhood. So that is also on sale for 40% off this week. I seriously, (laughs) I seriously cannot believe it. Um, But my goal is to get a solid group of mothers working together. That's one of the best pieces of this is the community aspect. With our first three cohorts, they have become such deep and lifelong friends, not surface level friends, like true friends that text each other every day and still meet up every few weeks to like without me saying, hey, like, let's do a meeting. No, they're the ones saying, hey, guys, I'm going to be on Facebook. Like, you know how Facebook has the meeting rooms or chat rooms. I don't know. They get on that like all the time and and talk to each other and keep caught up and are each other's biggest supporters. How amazing is that to have genuinely aligned community during this season of our lives that this will last forever and this will impact every other rite of passage and season of life that we go through. Like you better believe that the way that we feel during our transition into motherhood and our experience of motherhood impacts our experience of menopause. These things are critical and they're so deeply interwoven. Um, So having that support system is just unbelievable. Uh, So that has been a huge blessing to me during my pregnancy. I'm currently, we're still in the third cohort and I just love being able to see these women on a weekly basis and talking to them and sharing with them. It has been so life-giving to me to go through the Home Birth Collective as a pregnant mother myself to actually do the actionable steps that I've created. I get to be like, oh yeah, this does work. Like, good job. This this is good. I'm patting myself on the back, but actually, thank you so much, Lord, because I could have never come up with this on my own. Um, so yes, those are the updates. The links for the flash sale are in the show notes. So please click on those. Go ahead and buy Happy Home Birth Academy, buy the Home Birth Collective. The beautiful news is that once you become a student, you actually can also become an affiliate for these programs. And so you then can go share about your experience. I firmly believe that you will love your experience. I I have had so many students say that this has been life-changing to them. And if that's how you feel, then if you get to share about that and you're getting 
you know, you're you're making commission based off of sharing something that has been helpful to you. How cool is that? You can take this as far as you want. My goal and my heart's desire is to share this information, yes, about home birth, but also, like I said, about this transition, this sacredness, make birth sacred again, this sacredness of birth. I want mothers to know the reality of this. I want them to see the big picture. And on this podcast, I know that this podcast has been so supportive to to many of you. I get messages that just melt my heart every day for the stories alone, you know, sharing stories has been so impactful to you and has made such a difference in your pregnancy. And I know that in those stories, you can hear my opinions, you know, sprinkled throughout. You can hear my philosophy sprinkled throughout. But these programs are for you if you are looking for the foundation, you know, if you're looking for the framework to to use to gain this kind of insight and to prepare in this depthy way. This is what I so deeply recommend to you. And I also want to say when you are when you are choosing to support my family through through Happy Home Birth Academy or through the Home Birth Collective, that is the greatest way that you can support this podcast. Because like I said, I I want to spend my time with my girls and my husband. I want to spend my time pouring into them. I also want to pour into you and to pour into you through this podcast for free, to pour into you through Happy Home Birth Academy and the Home Birth Collective. And so when you purchase one of my programs, you are supporting me and my mission to support other mothers. And I can't thank you enough for that. I'm so, so grateful. So that's where we are right now. That's all the updates, pregnancy, family life, what's going on with happy home birth. I am so grateful for this community. I cannot believe, I just can't believe we are where we are. Last year, we hit a million downloads. Like what? This is crazy. It's so amazing. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for the sweet messages that I've gotten just about the podcast and about my pregnancy. I appreciate the love and the prayers. I will do my best to do another pregnancy update before we have the baby, and I'll bring Thomas on hopefully next time. We'll definitely do our birth story, but um, he's so fun to do podcasts with, so I will do my best to bring him on next time. But uh, I will go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you all so much. That is all that I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.